Hey everyone, you know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, Hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and view the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. We're talking strictly Philadelphia Eagles today. We are going to do a stay or go edition for all the Eagles free agents. We're going to go through the positions that these free agents are, see if there's any outstanding or upcoming free agents that the Eagles can't sign to replace these guys, what the market value will be for these guys. Just kind of give you the details on what to expect over the next couple of weeks in free agency. No one else to do with it. Do it with, sorry, my friend Thomas Peterson. What's going on? What's going on, Brent? Not yeah, like, like we talked about, it's been it's been a uh, quiet offseason so far. A lot going on. What do, what do you think? I think the reasoning is behind the Jalen Hurts extension. I'm assuming they all hands on deck for that. Yeah, probably all hands on deck. And probably the reason it hasn't been done yet is that Jalen Hurts' camp is kind of waiting it out a little bit to see what, I mean, both what the Jalen uh, Daniel Jones contract was going to be, but also to kind kind of like see what what goes on with the whole Lamar Jackson situation there, um, mm-hmm. and all the speculations about all this this fully guaranteed regime for for quarterbacks here. I don't think that's going to be what Jalen Hurts is going to be looking for, but I think they'd like to see a little bit where the chip's going to be falling because like Jalen Hurts has the entire upper hand in every single part of the contract negotiation. Agreed. Like Eagles have zero leverage. Yeah, I agree. He's got all leverage. I just noticed we're both. Are you? Is that a black T-shirt? Are we rocking black T-shirt squad on this one? Yeah, I got the uh, Stoutland uh, Stoutland oh, University. Let's go. Where'd you get that shirt? That's a cool shirt. Uh, Eagles Pro Shop when I was in Philly. Interesting. Interesting. That's a nice one. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so this is going to be uh, a little bit of a depressing episode um, for Eagles fans because on the list I've only got three stays of the free agents that I think are going to come back. I don't know if Thomas's opinions are going to be different, but let's do it. We'll and see. Let's, let's start with, I guess, the big one that fans are talking about that everyone kind of wants to know. What's going on? The fan favorite, Eagle safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Give me your opinion on C.J. Gardner-Johnson right now, if he's going to stay or go. Right. So I think um, I think C.J. is going to be testing the market. I think that's why we haven't heard anything um, about any negotiations actually we haven't heard too much only like i think brandon graham was the only one who kind of touched on that the eagles are trying to work out uh, a way to bring him back that would make sense um but it, it, that all comes down to where chauncey views himself um in terms of like he's had one safe one season now at safety in the nfl then before that it goes all the way back to when he was with with, with florida so is he banking on that he can convince uh, an NFL team that he is a top five safety in the NFL now after this one season here. Um, if he can do that, he can get into that Marcus Williams range of making around these 14, 15, 16, 17 million per year. I think that's just going to be out of the range of the, of what the Eagles can offer. I think it's going to, if it's going to be down there in that 12, 12, 12 and a half, 13 range, I think that's going to be the maximum for the Eagles. So I think he's going to test out free agencies, see what the offers are going to be out there. And Eagles, are, I, I definitely think they're going to be tapping into like, like keep it, keep in touch on what's going on, what's being said, or like have some you know, information from his agent. But I'll be, ultimately, I think he's going to go. I am leaning go. I, I that's what I have here on my notes. It's not what I would have said a couple weeks ago. I, I thought when the season ended that they they would come to an agreement with CJ Garner Johnson. The way the tides have turned, it doesn't look like he is going to be coming back. Did you see his most recent tweet? He quote tweeted, I believe it was an ESPN segment with Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark was saying that the Eagles should be making uh, CJ Garner, CJ Garner Johnson, sorry, a priority. And I think he like quote tweeting respect with like a salute, one of those, like a salute emoji. Um, right. And he, 
Yeah, and I guess he was just reacting to what Ryan Clark said, that the, the Eagles should be making him a priority. I was looking at the safety contract market and where he could possibly land, and I didn't realize how expensive safeties can get and, and how many are signed at the top of the market. Kind of caught me by surprise last week when I was doing some digging on, on what he could get paid. The highest paid safety right now in the NFL is Derwin James. He makes over 19, he makes just $19 million a year, um, just over a little, a little bit, I believe. Yeah. The next one is Minka Fitzpatrick at $18.2 million. Jamal Adams at 17.5. Harrison Smith at 60 million. Justin Simmons at 15.25. I wouldn't pay CJ Garner Johnson any of those contracts. I really like CJ Garner Johnson as a player. I think he was great in the one year he was here. He's got that kind of locker room vibe that players will like. He was physical. He, again, had like tied for the league league interceptions, I believe, and he missed some games. Great player. Versatile player. Yeah. The Eagles can't afford that. The Eagles can't afford to be paying a safety $15 million. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a second wave of free agent or safety contracts that I think they would be willing to maybe talk about. So Quandre Diggs is an example. He was paid last offseason by the Seahawks. He was re-signed for $13 million a year. I could see them potentially getting that high of a number, 13, 12.5, 12. Maybe the Eagles... Um, once CJ CJ Gardner Johnson sort of tests the market, sees was uh, sees was out there and realizes, hey, I'm not going to get top five safety money. I think he could come back and they could start negotiations again, kind of in that range. But as it stands right now, unfortunately, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, I think it's it's just going to be it's going to be too much. But I mean, the 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 reason for paying a guy like CJ would be that you can like you can project that he has like he's going to get better. Um, yeah, that, that's the only that would be that would, that would be the reason to pay him. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, sometimes we often we get caught up in a successful season and all the emotions with it and kind of get get tied up to players. Um, and that may very well be the case here. And I think for the Eagles as well, they're going to look at this kind of like logic and say, this one season, do we really think this guy is going to be a top five safety? And if you're going to invest top five safety money in him, you're really strapping yourself uh, like tightly uh, in, in all other aspects of free agency and trying to fill out a roster. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I think he's going to go as well. But I think they will, like I said, they will keep an eye in there. And 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 if his market doesn't go as as he projects and as he wants, um, don't don't rule out that they'll they'll make a late push for him. Are there any safeties on the market that catch your eye that potentially replace him? I have a few. I, I don't think they're going to tap into like. There's a one guy that I think they could um, reach out to once he does get released, and that's John Johnson. He's the yeah. safety. Browns, yeah. he's going to be getting cut most likely over the next day or two. Exactly. They, they had interest in him, I believe, when he was previously in free agency before he signed with the Browns. He's more of a cap casualty. He was a disappointment, I guess, for Cleveland since he signed there. You could probably yeah. say that. But I still think he's a player. He live up to his contract. Yeah, I still think he, they can get him on a cheaper deal. They're, they're going to like him. And that's the name I'd watch out for. I have a couple other ones just from like some doing some digging on SpotRack. By the way, SpotRack, your website was very slow today when I was doing prep. Not the day to be slow, Spot Rack. Come on. You know the Double Doink Podcast is recording. Anyways, um, love you, Spot Rack, though, still. Very helpful website. Anyways, um, Juan Thornhill from the Chiefs, Adrian Amos, Nasir Adderley, and Jonathan Owens, Simone Biles' new husband um, from Houston, Texas. I think those are a couple names. I think if they're going to go safety, I don't think they go the veteran route. Like John Johnson, I guess, is a quote-unquote veteran. He's still young. But I, I think they would probably try to sign a younger piece there. I don't see them going after like a Jordan Poyer. Or or Jesse Bates, um, Jesse Bates is still twenty six, but um, I, I think there's also a, a, a sorry for cutting you off there. Um, Tashawn Gibson was with uh, Desai in yeah. uh, in Chicago, so that will be a natural fit. Um, but he's, he's not he's he's, he's not getting up there in age. Like he'll be he'll be the stopgap guy. Like that that'll be your veteran uh, your veteran signing uh, that that has experience in the defense and and that you can. I mean, if everything else fails, can come in there and can be serviceable uh, in the back end. But yeah, like John Johnson, like you said, uh, uh, he would be he would be uh, a guy who could plug in there as well for sure. Um, I think Adrian Amos 
also uh, a guy to keep an eye out. The positive thing with John Johnson is that he wouldn't count against the compensatory pick uh, formula that the Eagles are going to be paying a lot of attention to because like, they could get four th- third, fourth picks in next year's draft. Yeah, so the one thing with the uh, compensatory picks I want to bring up is they can only get a max of four. So you can't get more than that. So the Eagles have so many free agents where they can still spend and get four uh, picks back. Right, like they can still go get some big ticket guys or one big ticket guy. So I don't, I think one's probably the max with this team, and I don't, I would consider John Johnson a big ticket guy, anyways. But just I, I would, I would push back a little bit on fans saying like every signing they're not going to do because of the picks. They only can get max four. They have so many free agents. They're aware of that. So they're. Like, I, I brought this up to you before the episode. I, I truly believe that they're going to be more active than teams uh, than people think. Maybe not right out the gate. But this is going to be a heavily active team in the second wave of free agency. Yeah, where I, think, I think a lot of these guys that were that I'm going to list are going to be there. Okay, John Johnson's also a guy that you can get for a one like one year deal. Like we know they love to hand out these one year deals to to veteran guys. I mean, he's not going to be looking at more than five six million on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. One more thing on CJ Garner Johnson: his spot rack market value is thirteen point three million dollars. Yeah, that's 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 where I'll put him as well. But like I said, if he's probably going to want to try to get more with the cap going up and with the season that he's had right now, leading the league in like tying the league leading interceptions, it makes sense for him to try to cash out on on more than that. Okay, next on the list, the other big free agent, which I think it's getting a little interesting. Javon Hargrave, one of the better free agent signings that Howie has done in his career in Philadelphia. Great signing in twenty twenty. Played unreal last year. He was one of the he was the best interior pass rusher. Thomas, I don't know if you know this, but I was dig- like when I was doing this exercise and preparing for it, the two the two sack leaders in free agency from the interior are Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. They so the Eagles pass interior pass rushers are the highest um, on on teams boards when it comes to interior pass rush. So I don't, I don't think both are coming back. We'll we'll, we'll discuss oh, no. it. Um, Javon Hargrave, where are you leaning? Stay or go? I'm leaning go simply because of the like if he's going to be looking at that that max pass rush package for defensive tackles, I mean, it's it's so it's so all over the place when you hear uh, different um, insiders talk about um, Javon Hargrave what his market deal is going to be. Like, there's somebody who views him strictly as a pass rusher and a liability in the run game. I don't think it's that bad. Um, and you get like you look at the age as well. Like he could range anywhere from twelve to eighteen and a half million. <laughs> in- Spot rack has his value at twenty point one million dollars. Right, and I think PFF has him at like eighteen point three, and uh, I think NFL.com had projected him around thirteen and a half. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, with with one Hargrave, team, you just need one team, right? You need one team, and yeah. one team is going to want a pass rushing defensive tackle. So that's yeah, I think his margin is going to be really, uh, really strong. Uh, also, we Deron Payne got uh, got tacked, so obviously he's out of, of that running. So, so really, he's he's the standalone guy in in the defensive tackle market. There, I think he's going to go. Would you pay him fifteen million dollars over three years? No, because... so that's that, that's the other conversation. Mm-hmm. Is that do you do you believe at this point that he is a guy like? Do you want to put? So, such a high percentage of the Eagles cap into a 30 year old defensive tackle that who knows if he's going to carry the same value moving forward. We don't like, that's not a guarantee. If he, if they extended him and paid him, let's say 17 million per year and he has a bad next season, we're going to look at this and going to like, it's going to look really bad and you're going to be tied to him for like for several more years on the contract like that. And you're going to have to swallow up a ton of debt, uh, of uh, debt cap instead of actually getting younger on the interior, on the defensive line. Like we've got the transition has been, has been made on the edges. We're going to be talking about Brandon Graham a little bit later here, but Josh wet Hassan Reddick, you got youth on the edges now, but in, in the middle, Jordan Davis, we'll see. We don't know about that. Milton Williams. Yep. Promising guy for sure, but kind of need to get those guys up to speed. And, that transition is not going to be made by paying a guy eighteen million in the middle. So you 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 wouldn't pay? I, I said fifteen million because that's I feel 
my gut feeling right now is that they are prioritizing Javon Hargrave over C.J. Garner Johnson. They believe in. Yeah, yeah. I think they if think they were to choose one of them, I think they would go Javon Hargrave. Well, yes. as well. But I don't think any of those guys are coming back. I, th- I am not. I'm gonna. I have go listed here. I am not like completely ruling it out. I think this is a kind of similar to CJ Garner Johnson, where if he tests the market and the market's not fully there, he could come back. He likes Philly. He loves it here. He tweeted like, I don't know if you saw like one more week to go with like the, it was like a, a, a I'm trying to think of the right word, like cringe, not cringe, like squinting, like he had the big uh, teeth emoji. Yeah. It's hard to read what the hell he's talking about through emojis, but yeah. to me, the tweet kind of read a little bit like, hmm, maybe I would like to come back. The talks aren't going so well. I don't know who, who the fuck really knows what he, in the tweet. <laughs> meant, but, um, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Like I, I think again, no, you can never rule it out. It would be such an Eagles move to to pay a defensive yeah. tackle. So that's where I want to transition this conversation because I think defensive tackle is the most interesting position for the Eagles in free agency. When you just take a look at their depth chart, they have Noah Williams and Jordan Davis. Am I missing anyone? I didn't look at the depth chart. I'm pretty sure that's the only two defensive tackles that they have signed for next year. Uh Marlon Tuipulotu. Oh, Marlon yeah, he he ended up on the IR towards the end of the season, right? Like, yeah, he, probably, he might not even make the make the team next year. Two guys that you know are going to make the team next year are Jordan Davis and, and Milt Williams. Yeah, so they need to add at least one, probably two, that they think can make the team. So historically, we saw it with Javon Hargrave in three years ago. Howie Roseman opened up the checkbook and paid Javon Hargrave thirteen million dollars per season in his first contract there. I would not be shocked if that's the route that Howie Roseman decides to take and spend his money this free agency. Now, like we just said, Javon Hargrave is going to cost a lot more than $13 million per season. But I I firmly believe that defensive tackle, and there's one other position that we'll get into, that they could pay a big ticket free agent. I think defensive tackle is the place to go. I just – I. I get it, and, and you also what you want to bring back your own guys and all this kind of thing. It's just if you want to, if if they're gonna be investing in 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 defensive tackle that heavily, like if we're looking at eighteen million, that range. We no, say, no, not eighteen. I'm not talking eighteen million dollars per season. Let's let, okay. Let's just let's like, just go like let's just go twelve million range is prop like they like they're they're gonna have one big ticket right. free. If you just sign. if you just zoom out a little bit in turn, why wouldn't you pay a Draymond Jones instead? Like he's twenty six. No, that, that's where I'm going with this. Like that's where I'm going with this. I think they're going to look for the next Javon Hargrave. Exactly like, the guy that they signed in 2020. Hargrave I think was 27 years old when they paid him the 13 million per season, which was in his prime of his career. That's where I think they're gonna aim. Now Draymond Jones, I do believe is gonna be paid like close to Hargrave, kind of the 18 million. He's going to get a ton of dough. The one guy that I really think that they're going to like and that I believe matches the Eagles perfectly is Zach Allen from from Arizona. Zach Allen is 25 years old. He had nine and a half sacks over the last two years, three fumble fumble recoveries. He was very productive. I believe he had 95 tackles over that two-year stretch. Very good run defender. The one thing is with him, it will be a scheme change because he's not, he hasn't really rushed the interior is more of kind of, playing on the outside when he rushed the passer, but he played inside on rundowns. So, but Javon Hargrave also, I believe, I could be wrong here, he had to have a scheme change, right? When he came in 2020, he was kind of similar body type and profile. Zach Allen is going to be pricey though. So I think if they would, if they could get him in that 12 to 13, $14 million range that they would bite. So that's a guy I, I would 100% watch. I, I, I believe that the, like how he's going to spend somewhere Defensive tackle is one of the positions, and Zach Allen fits that profile. He does, and 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 if they're looking at that that veteran kind of guy to come in and and take snaps uh, while you're transitioning a little bit more, and you want to go in a more of a uh, like cheaper route, like a David Onyemata, who they were also close to signing back when they when they actually ended up signing Javon Hargrave, like they were in conversations with Onyemata back then as well. Also, more of the pass rush kind of guy, like he's. Again, he's in that same age category. He's played high level in 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 uh, 2020 and 2021. Let's play it. I think 500 plus snaps in each each uh, each season, uh, the past three seasons. So Just again, a guy. He's a little. Just the same with Javon Hargrave. No, no, I I agree. I but like I think they're going to. Like if you're going for a cheaper route, you mean right? Like, right. But yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, if you want to go like a stopgap veteran who yeah, has some no, pass rushing good. ability, I mean, yeah. Why not? Why not pay less and and then have more cap flexibility while adding 
no, no, a guy you can put in there instead of like I just think it would be it, it's a, it's such a heavy investment for Hargrave. You mean for Hargrave? Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like again, I don't think it's out of the question, but like, I I do believe they're probably not going to pay the third goal defense tackle a ton of money. David uh, David Onyemata had eleven quarterback hits. This year, that was third in the free agent tackle class behind Fred Fletcher. Cox. That's also the and only reason he's going to be he's yeah. going to be available. Like he was one of the he I think it was a top ten defensive tackle from PFF in twenty and twenty and twenty one. So I mean that's the reason that you can get him on a cheaper deal. Yeah, um, a couple other guys I have listed here besides Zach Allen, Draymond Jones is one, but I think he's going to be priced out. Puna Ford is a guy I would definitely keep an eye out for. Um, he the thing is he doesn't have the best pass rush uh, productivity, but. I do believe he kind of fits nicely beside a Jordan Davis. Um, and I have Sheldon Rankins here on my list. I just I feel like if they're gonna if they're gonna go veteran route, that's a name that you could keep an eye on. But again, this is kind of a, a higher tier defensive tackle for agency with Draymond Jones, Zach Allen, Javon Hargrave. Um, so this is a position that I also would watch out for in the draft in the first two rounds if there's a guy that they do like as well. But that's a conversation that's of course down the road. But they're going to have to fill the spot. Like they're, yeah. this is this is going to be a position of need this offseason and a position that High Rosen's going to have to attack. Yep, absolutely. They're like you said, they're so thin right now. So, yeah, that, that's that that absolutely has to be a priority. Fletcher and Cox. looking at the draft as well. I mean, they're going to they're going to invest in the draft as well at that position. Yeah. Fletcher Cox. Let's just do the defensive tackles. You think he's gone? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm kind of leaning he has a shot to stay if he takes a hometown discount, like if he's willing to go five, six million dollars. But the thing is, is the guys his profile can get upwards of eight or nine million dollars uh, per season. So, like, if he's will, if he just wants cash, if he just wants money, um, which I don't blame him for, like more power to you, then he's gone. But if like he's willing to take a four, five, six million dollar deal, then he could stick around. But, um, He's an interesting one. Like I'm, I'm curious because he's a Howie guy, right? Like this is a dude that's been in the building for a, a decade. So like how, like how do they handle this? And we know Howie going back to the 2017 season, like they re-upped a lot of those dudes. They, he has like kind of sentimental value to a lot of his guys. So how he handles Fletcher Cox um, is going to be really interesting. But most likely, yeah, I, think, have- I think this is going to be the end of the swan song. I think it's going to be done from here. Okay, next let's uh, do the other safety. Marcus Epps, a weird one. What do you think the Eagles? A weird do? one as well. I mean, if the if the report is true that he's going to have a lot of uh, interest around the league of because of what they say he was a hard hitting safety. Yeah, uh, my uh, coworker had that tweet. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Then he's gone. I don't think Eagles are going to go into a bidding war over Marcus Epps. I think he's gone. I I don't see a chance he's coming back. I wouldn't pay him. Green. I would look for an upgrade at that position. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Epps was fine, but I think if they're is... not going to get Chauncey Gunner Johnson, they're they're like we can we can pretty much say that like if if Epps and Chauncey are gone, they're going to be looking for someone in in that tier in between the Epps and the Chauncey. Yeah, and they'll they'll like they'll probably have Reed playing ship starting. And Epps is like again, I, I, just going back to the upgrade uh, point. This that's uh, a position you can't upgrade at. Like Epps was. In my opinion, a below bottom tier starting safety in the NFL. Yeah. He played a lot of snaps, so you have to kind of keep that in mind. Like he stayed healthy for you, and he he played a ton of snaps. But I, I think you can get better. Uh, I think you can get better contribution at that position. Absolutely, agree. Okay, uh, let's stick on the defense. James Bradbury. I think. See, I think hold. Bradbury is going to be is going to be uh, interesting. I don't think he's going to be as expensive as as people think. Okay, so what, do you, um, what do you mean people think? What's what do you think the value is on James Bradbury? So so when you're when we're throwing out all the stats of 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 the last season of how he was essentially, if not Sauce, then Bradbury was the most efficient defender, like one of the most targeted cornerbacks in the league, while also allowing the lowest pass rating in the league. Um, but I think that his years with the giants leading up to it. Like there's no special years in that maybe one where he had a pro ball season. But when you compare all of his seasons leading up to the one with the Eagles and where you like, do you look at the pass rush and say, uh, they made everybody great in the secondary. They made everybody look, look really, really good. Are our team's going to be more um, like a little bit, 
holding back on, on really paying out for him? Because if you just look at the numbers and, and it's a cornerback, like one of the most expensive positions in the NFL, like you'd expect him to make like a ton of money, like 15 plus. But I, I don't think it's going to reach 15 per year. His market value on spot right now is $13.1 million. Right. That makes sense. I don't think Bradbury has any chance of coming back. No, I don't, I, again, this I think it's going to be the same with Chauncey. Like, they're going to be, they're going to be, see, like, they're going to be in touch with his agent. And if his market isn't, like, a lot of these guys, like, they're coming off a Super Bowl team, so they they have they have all momentum going for each and every one of them. Like, every one of them have have looked great at in moments in this in this season. But if their market isn't what they thought. I think Eagles are going to be really tapped in on on what's going to be going on. But again, it's a guy up. I think he's gone. I don't think they're going to be going to be paying. I think a team is going to give him like a three year deal worth like twelve to fifteen million dollars a season. He's going to go cash in. This is probably his last big contract. Yeah, he had a hell of a year here. He was awesome. One year stopgap. Fell right to Howie's lap. Hats off to Howie for kind of waiting um, patiently for that position, and it kind of all worked out. One thing that really worries me about the twenty twenty three Eagles is the health at the cornerback position. Um, Darius Slay and James Bradbury started all 17 games for these teams, for this team. That doesn't happen very often. So they're going to have to get depth here. Like they're, they're that That's not going to happen again. Like the odds are that someone like is going to get hurt, Darius Slay or whoever's starting on the other side, and they're going to need to have someone to step up. Is that one of the rookie cornerbacks that they have on the roster and a Josh Job? A, a, a Zeke, uh, Zach McPherson, I, I probably not. Yeah, so they're gonna have to infuse that position with young talent and infuse that with a lot of guys. And the secondary has been such a revolving door for this team, especially at the cornerback position. They swung and missed on so many draft picks. They they they've tried bringing in guys in like later drafts. You know, Razzle Douglas is an example. Like City Jones, it just hasn't worked out. This is a year that they. I'm not saying fix the position. I don't think they're going to be in a rush to go sign like James Bradbury's replacement, if that makes sense. Like, I think they can be patient there. I do think that they are, if they're going to sign someone, it's more of like, we need a young dude in here who can replace Darius Slay and take over like the, like to be the next Slay. So we have some stability here, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's one guy that there's a couple of guys that I do really like if they're going to, and I've said, there's two positions that they're going to, they could spend money on. Defensive tackle was the first one, and cornerback is the second one. Mm-hmm. I would keep a hard eye on a Byron Murphy out of Arizona as well. Um, he is priced. My notes. <laughs> is that what you have as well? Yeah, I have Byron, Byron Murphy as well. I think he is like the Howie Roseman target. Now, Tom Pelissero had a article out today that said he, I think he was upwards of $60 million per season potentially, which would, I think, price them oh. out. But oh, yeah. Byron Murphy is like, I think he's 25. Is he 24? I think he might even be 24. Is he 25 years old? Uh, uh, 25. 25 years old. Like, really young. Was productive. He's talented. He's an at, like a, an athletic freak. Darius Slay, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think Darius Slay had, like, he ranked his cornerbacks in, like, in a podcast or something. Young cornerbacks in the NFL and had Byron Murphy on that list. And like, Let me double-check that. Four. Yeah. Um, so, Darius Slay apparently likes him. It's funny that I'm just thinking this now. Isn't it kind of funny that like the two guys I just named are Arizona Cardinals? Like they're going to let these two young, talented guys out the door in Zach Allen and Byron yeah. for a team that has no young talent. But that's a conversation for another day. They're going to Eagles are going to be be putting themselves in a position where like like I think you're right. I think they're going to be going for a a guy who is absolutely going to be starting opposite of Slay, and if they can cash in on a big on a big uh, draft pick. I think like if they're there at ten and a gone, uh, Christian Gonzalez or Devon Witherspoon fall to them, I think they're absolutely going to be drafting one of those guys as a replacement for Darius Slay moving forward to actually kind of have that some talent, some top tier talent at that position. But they're not going to be going into the draft having that need. Like they're not going to be wanting to go for a cornerback that they have to be to be starting. And with with Darius Slay, I think he's going to be entering the last year of his uh, of his contract, right? Well, they're going to restructure him to free up some money, so I think he's locked in for two more seasons. Like that's kind of the way it's going to look once the restructure goes through, because they okay. need to free up cap space. I think him and Lane Johnson are the only two guys that they can really realistically free up money for. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double check that. Let me pull up the Eagles cap situation right now. 
because uh, that's going to be kind of that's going to be a little bit of an interesting thing here. Like, how are you going to be a, a, approaching that second cornerback uh, spot? So they can restructure Darius Slay to free up twelve point two million dollars. They can restructure Lane Johnson to free up ten point five million dollars. If they restructure Darius Slay to free up twelve point two million dollars, he's back for twenty twenty four. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. I, I think Darius Slay's fine for another two years. Um, it, it, unless he falls off a complete cliff this year, which I don't think is going to happen. He's, he's a talented dude. He's 32. He's getting up there in age, but he, he's still got juice left in the tank. I think he's fine for two years. But like Byron Murphy and another guy, Cameron Sutton from uh, from Pittsburgh, he's 28 years old. He's a little older than Byron Murphy, but he played a ton of snaps for Pittsburgh last year. He's also going to probably be a very uh, – he's going to be a hot commodity story in free agency. Those are the two cornerbacks that I keep an eye on. But like yeah. like you just said, they, I think they're going to be patient here. Like if if they can't cash in on a Byron Murphy or Cameron Sutton, like a younger dude, I think they're just going to wait the market out and see how it plays out. And they, they're we know they're comfortable going into the draft without a starting cornerback. They did that last yeah. year. They did the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the exact same thing. But it would be it would be very much like the Eagles to go in like to to sign a cornerback and then just go into the draft and pick whatever big guys they can get for the defensive line. Yeah. That's pro- I, that's that's what's probably gonna happen. But is there any veteran corner I, I couldn't really find a veteran cornerback I liked in free agency for this team. Like the veteran cornerback market in my opinion was pretty lame. Like there's Marcus Peters. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Marcus Peterson, I think Shaq Griffin, maybe a guy who that you could put in for a one-year deal. He just got released by the Jaguars. He's got to be looking at, like, those bounce-back season kind of guys that need to come out in one-year deals and prove themselves afterwards. He's a guy that you could plug and play. Like, he can be a starting cornerback for the Yeah, Eagles. Patrick Peterson's a guy that I watch out for maybe in, like, May. Oh. Yeah, but, like, he's, like, again, like, this is a dude, like, after the draft. Like, when – Yeah, when, yeah. If he's, if he's still sticking around, like, they need a stopgap. I could see Marcus Peters – or not Marcus Peters, sorry, Patrick Peterson potentially – like there's not a lot going on in the in the in the veteran cornerback uh, market. The guys that I think the Eagles could pounce on, but no, yeah. So I, I what think about Eli Apple? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Oh, I forgot to say this with the safeties with CJ Garanson, CJ Garanson, Marcus Epps, a guy that like I really think had a shot to be who I think Howie might like. I know, I know what you're going to be saying. Julian Love from the Giants. Oh, I thought you were going to go Jimmy Ward. <laughs> no, no, not Jimmy. Jimmy Ward's also another one. <laughs> But like they'll be fighting in practice all day. Yeah. I don't think Julian Love is coming back. It's coming to Philly after all those comments on that radio station wherever he said talked about the Eagles. But he's like he's hasn't he's not even twenty five years old yet. He played over a thousand snaps for the Giants. He feels like a dude that the Eagles might like, but I don't know if that's gonna happen after all those comments. But I was laughing to myself I'm like when I was going through all the phrase. I'm like, this guy is this seems like a Howie Rosen signing, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um. Okay, that is cornerback. I think we've touched on. Okay, let's let's finish off the defense with Brandon Graham. Oh, we st- oh we have linebackers as well. We have linebacker. Let's do linebacker. Let's go linebackers okay. here. We'll, we'll we'll combine them both. Kaiser White and TG Edwards. We're getting my first stay here. Which Ooh. one will it be? Mine as well. I am going Kaiser White stay. Oh, we have a stay this? off. The reason oh, yeah. I say the reason I say that is because I don't think the Eagles are going to want TJ Edwards and Kaiser White to leave the building. They're, they're going to want at least one of those guys to stick around yeah. with Kobe Dean, like to bring in a whole new linebacker crew for from one season to another. I think is something that Eagles are not going to want to do. Um, they're going to want a veteran beside uh, Kobe Dean. I this is not me saying I'm a huge Kaiser White fan. I, I think he played fine last year. I think he kind of chailed off towards the end. His play really slipped as the season went on. I think he got off to a hot start. I don't think Kaiser White's mark. Kaiser White is going to have a big market. His spot rack market evaluation right now is at eight point one million dollars. I don't see that whatsoever. I could see him being in the three, four, five million dollar range, and I, I could see Kaiser White being like a signing at the end of March, maybe middle of April, if he's still hanging around. The Eagles could bring back, but I'm lean like this is a 50 50 uh, like stay or go. I, I would lean the stay on a Kaiser White. I, I do think he's going to be back, and I just don't think T.J. Edwards is going to be back just due to the fact that he's going to get paid. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, T.J. Edwards stay. Okay. And and the reason I'm going to go in that is because um, so Kaiser White comes here on a one-year deal basically to set up his value. That's what he's coming here for. But did he uh, get a value? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, no. increases. No, no, I, I don't think he increased his value. I don't think he's yeah. going to be in a one-max two-year deal wherever he goes next. But also when you're when you're just looking at the the the, the level of play from Kaiser White, like it's so swing or miss. Like it's it's really up and down. And whenever Eagles were in a five man front with a one linebacker on the field, they had TJ Edwards on the field. 
Like they put him in some of the worst positions you could be in as a linebacker all throughout the season last season. And the 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 level of play that TJ played with last season in that system, in a system that has five defensive linemen where none of them are reacting to any pullers. And that is the only one linebacker in there who has the responsibility of doing that. And they didn't get burned in the running game, like for massive gains. Uh, that is that in itself speaks volume to 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 how he played. And when we're looking back, just two seasons when there were more of, of, of I don't know, three seasons when there were more in a four man front, and they had two linebackers and three linebackers on the field more. He excelled in that as well. So he's been playing at a higher level at no matter what kind of defense they've been putting out there. They signed him as an undrafted free agent. He extended with the team for one year. I think he really likes being in Philadelphia. I think he like it's it's he was an undrafted guy. Nobody wanted to touch anything with him. So I think for a team having like taking the chance on him and him wanting to extend like he, middle of the season on his on his final deal, uh, uh, final year of his rookie deal when he could have signed anywhere else. Like he was still playing at a, at, at a level high enough as to where he could he could go somewhere else on a multi year deal that uh, wouldn't be that high, but. Again, he chose to stay with Eagles on a pretty cheap deal for one year. I think he likes it. I think Eagles like him. They have so much. Um, they have they had like you don't just run a a five one front with one linebacker in there and because you don't trust the linebacker and they don't have anyone else. Nicobe Dean, who knows? Like he's a talented guy. But is that going to be the guy that you're going to be putting behind? Like we just said, a defensive interior that it's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think TJF was going to stay. I don't think he's going to be as expensive as um, as those. Uh, I think he's projected as around what twelve, ten, twelve. His market value right now is eleven point nine million dollars. Yeah. So this is spot rack, by the way. This is I'm how much? Eleven point nine million dollars. Yeah, that would that would pay him as the twenty fifth highest paid linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, I think he'd be back on a two or three year deal, ten per. Okay, that's interesting. I think a team's going to be enamored with him and pay him a lot. That's why I, I agree with he's everything. Gonna be, he's going to have he's going to have a lot of suitors. I I firmly believe that if they were going to pick one, they would like TJ Edwards is the way to go. Like I, yeah. I I just I don't think they want to lock themselves into a long term contract with a linebacker. Um, so I I, just, I don't yeah. feel like if TJ Edwards wants a three year deal, I don't think they're going to pay him a three year deal. If it's a two year deal, like you said, and it's ten million guaranteed per season, I'm fine with that. But I don't. I, I just I feel like he's gonna get he get a three or four year deal somewhere. Like teams like he's a he if you're gonna pay a linebacker, TJ Edwards is the guy. He's not even 27 years old yet. Um, for like right now, his spot rack market value is a four year contract of 47 million dollars. I can see a team paying him that. Yeah, I, it's not gonna be the Eagles, but I can he see should he, he should take that. It, like it, yeah. if, if he's gonna be offered it, he should absolutely take it. I just don't know if he's actually gonna. Mm-hmm. Like he's okay. he's the one guy on defense that I could see take a a, a discount lower a, a discount uh simply because of the fami- uh, familiarity with the system and and how he's uh been rising up uh the 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 ranks basically uh within the team. Okay, free agents free agent linebackers that are out there that the Eagles potentially attack. Now there's I mean, a name there's a, there's a name on here that I really like. It's a little bit controversial. I think if I think if the Eagles are going to f- uh, find a stopgap linebacker, um, that's not You're like a Bobby Wagner. Wagner. I think the Eagles could take a shot at Bobby Wagner, and I think it's real. <laughs> I, I'm not like everyone thinks about like it would be crazy if Harry Roseman did this, and it's not a Harry Roseman move. I would not be shocked at all if they give Bobby Wagner a call, see how much money he wants. Him and Kobe Dean would be such a perfect fit. It would be such a seamless transition. For next year, it would be just like learn from one of the great linebackers of all time to Kobe, sit with him for a year. If the Eagles are willing, or if Bobby Wagner's willing, sorry, to go for seven, eight, nine million dollars in that range, I think how we could bite. Okay. I mean, he is one of the best linebackers in the NFL still. I mean, he proved still like last season he's playing at that high level. So would be uh would be a seamless transition to a stopgap linebacker. I'm just saying I don't think I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna say well, this might be this might be a little bit out of the water. I don't think Bobby Wagner could have done what TJ Edwards did last year in a five one front. Okay. I think it's really asked Bobby Wagner to do a lot in Los Angeles like they did in Seattle. Like he didn't have as many responsibilities as he did. Absolutely so, not. Yeah. I just I I've got this feeling that they're gonna if they're gonna take a swing at like a veteran 
defensive player, it could be a linebacker, and it would be yeah. like a big, t- a big high name like a like a Bobby Wagner. Right. I think it would be a cool fit. I think it would be interesting. Like I don't know if it would be the right move, but it would have the name recognition. Yeah, and I think it would get fans excited. And Eric would- Hendricks could also be a one year deal guy. Yeah. I have Eric Hendricks here. I also have Cody Barton who played Ooh, for the tackle machine. Yeah, he played for Sean Desai in Seattle last year. I think that's another guy that they could take a look at. What about um, Nicol- uh, Nicholas Morrow? Didn't he play with uh, – wasn't he with the Bears when – I believe he was, yeah, with, with Sean Desai in Chicago. Let me just double-check that. He, no. He was uh, – Morrow with, with, was with the Raiders back then. Okay. The linebacker of free agency list is pretty weak in my opinion. There's not a lot of guys I would take a bite at. Um, this is a position that I also think they could try to draft someone in the later rounds and maybe fill in right away, um, but we'll see. Not we'll see a fan it. of the linebacker class. No, I haven't. I haven't dove into that yet. Oh well. <laughs> okay, last one on the defensive side of the ball that we're going to touch on is Brandon Graham. I am going to start this off and say stay. I don't yes. think they should let him out the building. Uh, I think he can come back on a cheaper deal. His market value right now in spot rack is five point. I think five point six million. I think he could get a lot more out there than that. But I would be 100% fine with Brandon bringing Brandon Graham back on a two-year, like $12 million contract. Yeah, exactly. So finish your career here, two years. Let's do it. He was so productive last year. There's no reason to let him go. Nah, and they, he's and perfect they, in that rotation. Exactly, yes. Uh, and he, that position ages well as well. Like You don't need to worry really about uh, too much uh, at age at this point for Brandon Graham. I know he's almost 35 years old, but I still think he can play at a high level. Yeah, and also like there are so many names out there on the on the edge market, but there's just really nobody where we, that really makes you go get excited for for a rotation with uh, with Sweat and 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 Reddick, and probably is going to be a rookie in there, or if a Chiron uh, or um, what's his face who got his, who got some playing time last. He's not Kyron Johnson, Patrick Johnson, Patrick Johnson exactly. Uh, one of those guys going to be rotating in there as well. Eh, there's just so many man guys out there. I don't think we're missing anyone on the defensive side of the ball. Like we don't, I don't think we need to talk about um, Robert Quinn, Limbaugh, Joseph, or they're, they're gone. Nah, they're, gone they're, not coming back. They're, com- they're not coming back. Maybe Limbaugh, Joseph at some point, like maybe if they need like a defensive tackle later on in May or June, I could see it. I don't think Sue's coming back. Um, and Robert Quinn, there's, I don't think there's any chance he's coming back. Um, okay, offensive side of the ball. Let's start with Miles Sanders. Go, please. <laughs> well, Miles Sanders catches strays right at the gate on the offensive side. There's no reason, especially because now, now Pollard, Barkley, and Jacobs have been tacked. So, how much he, money do you think he gets? How much? How how much money do you think Miles? Not Sanders? a lot. No, no. Okay. I don't think he's going to get a lot. Um, I think I think the whole. I I I think teams are gonna be looking at the Eagles' offense and how many weapons they have on offense and how how much misdirection that goes into that offense, the offensive line, and then look at Miles Sanders, look at Kenny Gainwell, look at Boston Scott, and see that the drop off between Miles and the rest is not really that big, and he's probably gonna get paid a little bit somewhere, but to be honest, he's just not moving the needle for anybody. In my opinion, um, he's not a special runner. He, he's not a special receiver out the backfield. He's not a very good blocker. Receiving. I want to talk about receiving for a sec with Miles Sanders. So I I don't know what happened with Miles Sanders in the receiving game. But 2019, Miles Sanders had 509 receiving yards. He was great out of the backfield in 2019, like, catching the ball. He Remember that Dallas game? He made a couple big plays in Week 16. Yeah. He was huge down the stretch for the Eagles. Like he was Carson Wentz's almost best weapon out of like receiving weapon during that right. like end of the year 2019 run. Since then, he has 433 yards combined out of the backfield in the next three seasons. I don't yeah. know what happened there. I think a lot of it had to do with the Eagles just didn't trust him on later downs. He's not a good pass uh a pass blocker on, on late downs. That obviously has something to do with it, but his lack of ability he's, he's, his inability to make guys miss also yeah. just makes it like you can swing a pass out to him. He'll get nothing because he can't make anybody miss in the open field. His his just uh, lack of ability to stay on, on the field on third downs with the Eagles is his downfall here, in my opinion. And yeah. you know what? I, I would take Miles Sanders. I would draft Miles Sanders again in the second round. I thought it was a fine draft pick. I thought they got the a max. They got good value out of him. Like, in the end, you could probably go through that draft and find another second round pick that they probably could have taken there that would have worked out better. But – 
I think you know, Miles Sanders' draft pick is a good example of how you should use running backs in the NFL. Draft well, draft them in the mid rounds and get some good juice out of them early on in their career and let them walk in free agency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, the running back market is awesome in free agency. Yeah, love it. This is this is my favorite position. And like, I don't even know where to begin. I like I so I tweeted out this morning with Sean Penn. I had a, some pushback in the comments. Some people are bringing up his injury history, which I 100% agree with. His injury history, his history is a risk. He's now coming off a broken fibula this year. But, man, when he's healthy, he's productive. He has 6.1 yards per carry, 6.2 yards per carry over the last two seasons. He was an animal at the end of the 2021 season. He's only 27 years old. He's a bigger back. I could definitely see the Eagles being interested in him. But there's so many other running backs that could also see the Eagles being interested in. Is there one that kind of sticks out to you? I mean, the list is just phenomenal. Yeah. Just from – I want people to get one of them. Like, I think they should be active in picking up. They don't have to pay a lot too because there's so many out there. Like yeah, I don't all these guys could be plus contributions to the team. Like Samashi yes. P. Ryan, love how he he ran in, uh, in the rotation with with the uh, with the Bengals. Raheem Mostert, a guy that yeah, like he was he was incredible when he was former with bird, the 40, former Eagles. yeah, and and when and when he was with the 49ers, I mean he was that 2020 season was phenomenal. Alexander Madison, always just a guy who when it, whenever he comes in just brings some juice. Probably not the guy you want to be leaning on as a starter, but Eagles don't have Eagles don't have. He's huh? not even 25 years old yet, Madison either. He's only he's ah, still- that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is bonkers. Again, his his 2020 season was also really good. Jared McKinnon, Eagles have a lot of uh, experience with him now. But the guy that stands out to me that I that I would really want to bring in um, from all from this entire list. Damian Harris. Yeah, baby. Let's go. I was uh, hoping so. Damian Harris, Dante Foreman, Rashad Penny are the three guys I would keep a very close eye on. Right. I mean, Damian Harris has been one of my favorite running backs just from the way that he run, he runs the football and in, in the past few, few years. And he's, he's such a physical guy when it comes to pass protection as well. Like, he will be my, my um, much preferred. Like, he would move the needle for the Eagles offense. Played with Devonta Smith at Alabama. They know each other. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can make a lot of connections, but that's nope, another yeah. one. Um, I love plus, plus you could sign him and you could still draft a, a running back yeah, in the, in the, that's in the earlier. I would I would sign one of these veteran running backs. I would draft a guy in the middle rounds, and then I would potentially maybe bring back Boston Scott. I still I have I think I got too much sentimental value for Boston Scott. I love a Boston Scott. Oh, I, yeah, I would not be mad would. if they brought him back at all. Yeah, and then you could have. And then you have Kenny Gainwell. That's four running backs right there. Let's see what they do with Trey Sermon. They, they, some, uh, there's like not rumors, but there's words out there that they do like him. Is still in the building. Yeah, so. but they came from inside the bird. So let's keep. Uh... <laughs> hey, 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 hey! No fighting words on this podcast. What All about right. uh, I, when we get? To, actually, no, I'll save that for a negative for for Jason Kelsey later. But you know, you think I know? You probably know where I'm going with that one. Anyways, um, Dearness Johnson, Damian, Damian Harris, Alexander Madison, Rashad Penny. Samaji P. Ryan, Dante Foreman are kind of the those are the guys that I had listed on that's here. also a lot of guys though. <laughs> I know, but like those are those are the dudes like they're gonna probably want right. a big back, right? A dude that's a little bit bigger in stature can hit the hit the inside gaps on, on uh late downs. Those are the guys that come to mind. Deer Johnson like looked great in Cleveland when he was a starter there. Um, I don't think they're gonna be on a cream hunt or David Montgomery. I'm not big on those two guys for the Eagles. Um, I'm not a big David Montgomery dude. Uh, I thought he was great and like looked great in his first couple of seasons, but I feel like just from the eye test, he hasn't looked too uh, – the speed's kind of wearing off. Don't think he's in play. But I think this is a position where if they can hit, if they can find one of these uh, middle uh, like middle age running backs in, in free agency that, that hits, I think this could be a nice boost of the offense. And I expect him to be active here. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from rewatching the Super Bowl and kind of breaking that down is how much they needed a running back that could move the needle for the offense there because holy shit. Oh my God, Miles Sanders' pass protection in the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> that was one of my biggest takeaways too. I actually dug in some all 22 on the Super Bowl and my God. No wonder they didn't trust him. No, no wonder. Um, anything else in the running backs? No, I think uh, I think we're pretty uh, pretty in sync of uh, at least have three four guys in there. Bring in one guy, draft one one more. Uh, I mean, have it as low of a budget as possible. Like you can really not pay anything and still have four really quality guys. Okay, next we have three more positions to attack on the offense. Let's go to Isaac Sayamalu. 
Um, his market value right now is $12.1 million. He gone. Hats off. Sorry, Isaac Samala, man. Good for you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, Proud go get that's, paid, that's, man. He played awesome for the Eagles last year. Great right Bang guard. job. Yeah. Six-ranked right, uh, six guard on PFF. But like you said, he gone. He ain't coming back. He gone. Yeah, he deserves to get paid because he has not made the back with the Eagles uh, as much as he should have, uh, considering he's a level of play and how we always get talked about and enamored by teammates, coaches, and everybody that knows football. I don't have any offensive linemen on my free agent uh, document here because I don't think they're going to, I don't think this is a position that they're going to want to go sign some guys. The only one guy that kind of like sneaky put in there, um, just I don't know what his market is going to be. I don't know what the relationships are, but Nate Herbig, uh, keep an eye out. He is, hey, love Herbig. He is a, like he is a he's a free agent. Uh, Eagles need uh, they could need some depth uh, in the middle, but I mean we don't know where that th- whole thing stands um, after they released him. But we'll see. I, I interviewed Nathan Shepard from the New York Jets. He was also a free agent, a pass rusher, um, and uh, he said Nate Herbig was the funniest guy on the Jets last year. <laughs> I know you like that. We didn't actually get into the pass rushers of the free agency. Why don't we circle back to that? Is there anyone that you think the Eagles could sign? Because I didn't. We didn't do that with the Brandon Graham conversation. Um, no, it's simply just because I think they're going to bring back Brandon Graham, and then they won't be really be tapping into the market too much. Uh, other than that, um, I mean, there there are some guys that's going to be looking for one year deals uh, out there. Frank Clark is going to be one of them. Melvin Ingram is going to be one of them as well. Um. I don't have any priorities of any of these guys. I just know Robert Quinn is not coming back. There's a couple dudes I would keep an eye on. Um, if you were the, if you're an Eagles Ooh, fan. so Darius Smith just got released. Speaking of pass rushers being available, and wouldn't count against the compensatory pick. Yeah, I got that right in my NFC North episode. I said that Darius Smith is going to be a cap casualty. And there we go, baby. Bless you, Thomas. Thank you. Um, I would keep an eye on Leonard Floyd. He's over the age of 30, but he's kind of fits the profile of a guy that Howie Roseman could like. Um, he's also going to get released from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, besides that, like a couple of like veterans I wouldn't mind poking at, Matt Ioannidis, but he didn't play very well last year, in my opinion. If they want to like take a swing on a veteran, they could look at like a Justin Houston. Is he back in Baltimore, though? I don't know if he resigned in Baltimore or not. Not um, sure. Um, they're gonna, they're not gonna, I don't think they're gonna be in like the in the younger dude category, like Yannick and Gawkoy, Charles and Menahu, Arden Key. I don't think they're gonna touch any of those guys. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna be very active in the in the pass rush market, at least to start off the free agency. Like, I, I think if there's veterans that they could want to tap into in the later weeks for agency, I think they could uh, find a guy, but I don't, I, I, I wouldn't focus on for no, nah, maybe one guy who could bring some versatility in terms of if they're going to be staying in that fight in the uh, in the three four, uh, having one of those three tech four tech defensive tackles in there slash defensive end, which they basically are in, in the three four, would be an Arden Key. Um, he, he has positional versatility; he can move inside. Um, He's gonna was, get a lot of dough, though. I think he, he is he, he a, though. I, he had a good year last year for for Jacksonville. He's only True. twenty. He's only twenty six years old. What's he going to be paid? Ten per? Uh, again, spot rack is slow for me today. Damn website. Uh, I don't. Ha- I don't have it exactly in front of me right now. Nah, we'll see. But, but he, I mean, again, if, if we were talking about positional positional upgrades, he would be an upgrade. No, he he'd have some versatility in that in that sure. uh, defensive front there. But he like he only signed a one year four million dollar deal last year. He's I'm assuming like after that break a year he's going to want a long term contract. His market value right now is at eleven point three million dollars. So okay. I I, don't... I could see him taking a ten like a, a two year twenty million with around what twelve guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's let's move back over to the offense. We got two more positions here. What do you right. think about Zach Pascal? I'm going to put go here. I would yeah. like them to upgrade that position, um, especially the fourth wide receiver. Didn't see a lot from Zach Pascal this year. Don't think he brought a lot to the table. I guess he, you could say in some blocking stuff, but I, I, I didn't really want to go there. He had the penalty in the Super Bowl. He had a drop in the Super Bowl, I believe, as well. I, I didn't even drop in the Super Bowl. I know he had a penalty, that that, that holding penalty that cost him. But I, uh, I I think like Zach Pascal, of course, Nick Sirianni likes him a lot, but I would look to upgrade that position. Right. Um, I think if they're going to be upgrading at, at a position in there, they would probably be looking to move a Quest Watkins and and get someone else in there. Uh, I, I guess think, they upgrade the fourth wide receiver. I don't know if I worked, worded that right. Like, and, but I mean, I think Zach, I, I think they like Zach Pascal. He's been very serviceable. He hasn't made any like t- 
two big mistakes throughout the season. I mean, overall, pretty consistent backup when he's been in there. He's been moving the chains a lot in the RPO game. Um, I think he is a guy that you could bring back for like very cheap and and have a very serviceable guy in, in the room. Um, but so I would I'm leaning stay on on Pascal to be honest. But um, okay. but I could that could go both directions. Are there any free agent wide receivers that catch your eye? This is a depleted free agent wide receiver. Yeah, it's not good. I don't think the Eagles are going to be involved in it. Um, I think there's a couple dudes I would keep an eye on. Paris Campbell is like a luxury, in my opinion. If they really want to take a swing at a third wide receiver, I could see them liking Paris Campbell. Nick Sirianni was there when they drafted him. Um, I believe maybe it was the year after Sirianni um, or year before Sirianni got there. But they have worked together. um, That is for sure. Um, And he's still young. I believe he's only 26 years old, if I'm correct. He's 25, so he's not even 26 years old yet. But I think he's going to be a little out of their price range. But that's a dude I keep an eye on if they want to like really upgrade that third wide receiver position. I'm really right. curious to think like I don't know what Howie Rosen thinks of walk-ins. Like I I don't know what they think of the the third wide receiver position right now. Like do they need upgrade? It's going to be really interesting to see how they kind of address it because I'm curious to see what they think. Yeah, I think they're probably going to be. I think they're probably going to be leaning sentimental and kind of saying, oh, I mean. Had a couple of mistakes here and there, yada yada. Not overreact to it, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes down to it, he was the, probably the biggest reason of three losses throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's it's not like it's not a great free agent class if you're going to be looking to upgrade in any position, and you're going to be playing uh, paying Devontae Smith soon. Um, so that also kind of ties into a little bit. Uh, I mean, they guess you, they they could probably sign Juju Smith-Schuster and just pay him in TikTok content, and and like he, he could I was some- like, when you just say, I was like, what? <laughs> like they could just they could just say like, you, come here, we'll, we'll provide your content. TikTok can pay you the contract money. I mean, he's basically right now. It looks like he's gonna make his living off of TikTok. Anyway. Imagine the phone call to AJ Brown from out. Hey, yo, do you mind if we bring in Juju? <laughs> I don't think AJ will like that too much. Nah. Probably would be a – what about Nelson Aguilar? Hey, you know what? Actually, no, you know, I have such – I've never been more torn on an NFL player in my life as an Eagle than Zach. Aguilar. I don't think he wants to come back. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but I'll tell it now. Do you remember week two of 2018? It was – I think it was week two or 20 week two of 2019 against the Atlanta Falcons when Nelson Aguilar dropped the ball in the lights. Do you remember that game? Yeah. I threw my phone against the wall, and my phone broke. My phone screen broke. Oh, no. It was not one of the low lights as an Eagles fan. I've never broken – I've never punched a wall, never broke anything, and I've I've wanted to, trust me, as an Eagles fan. But that one – that Alice Nelson Elgar dropped a week two against the Falcons. I think it was 2019. Could be wrong. I don't know exactly what year it was. That Yeah, it was definitely 2019 because that was his drop year. He dropped one against the Patriots as well. I, I, that was Aguilar's really rough season, but that oh, or is it 2020? Was I going to say Brendan's phone budget cannot cope with uh, Aguilar coming back? Yeah, um, not, not not my proudest moment, but I, I don't <laughs> think I can handle Aguilar back with the Eagles. If that's where I'm kind of going with this, love the guy. His Super Bowl contribution will always be appreciated, and I will. He was an underrated Eagle in my opinion for that one season, but man, that guy caused me fits. Yeah, he cost fits, but <laughs> he never, like, when it was time, when it was the Super Bowl, he made the plays. Who didn't? Quest Watkins. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they try to find, like, a veteran sure-handed receiver like, just to bring into training camp. Uh, Robert Woods is one that sticks out to me. I, I think they could be in the market for him. I don't think they're going to be in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. Um, well, like the, the, the they'll let the Cowboys handle that. Chosen Anderson, I don't think is coming here. Oh, uh, man. DeAndre Carter, Sammy Watkins, Jameson Cry. Like, I don't think they're going to be in any of those guys. Robert Woods kind of like piques my interest for like a, a sure-handed veteran to bring in. But like, I don't know if they bring in Robert Woods, it's not a guarantee he's going to make the roster, right? Like, if they're going to, I think if they're going to bring in a veteran receiver, like it's going to be that kind of middle to lower class dude that could potentially like be cut yeah. if he doesn't work out in camp. Exactly. Okay, uh, two more positions, right? We've you know, one more position. I think this is an underrated topic for the offseason. Backup quarterback. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. Let's start with Gardner Minshew. Is he, is he coming back or is he going? No, nah, he gone. I think he gone too. 
So I, I don't think there's anything much to say about Gardner Minshew. He, I guess he was a fine backup last year. He played like shit against the Saints, and that was the, the worst Eagles game of the season. But I think he played okay against Dallas in that game. Not I think he played better than okay. Like the offense wasn't the reason they lost that game. Um, but I think it's time to uh, not it's time, but I think they're going to look for another backup quarterback. What would you do for the backup quarterback? I would wait it out. Um, I would not I would not sign anybody in the in the free agency before we hit the draft. And see if they can find a guy. Like I, I really do believe Eagles could spend a semi-premium uh, draft pick in that fourth round pick or or lower, even third, if the guy, if 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 a guy they really like falls there, they actually have a quarterback who is uh, mature enough to handle th- that kind of situation. So I don't think that would uh, it wouldn't be any issues with that. Um, especially looking at that uh, uh, UCLA um, guy, uh, definitely um, coming out in in. Of the Chip Kelly offense, he's been a lot of read and react offenses. Uh, but still, like if you don't get anybody in the draft, like there are so many, like almost so many, but there are there are pretty good options out there in free agency of of quarterbacks who have the same ish kind of like more towards the athletic side of uh, of of being a quarterback and being able to to run the RPO and run read offense uh, if Jalen Hurts was unable to play. Because Gardner Minshew, he couldn't do it. I mean, he was it was awkward watching him <laughs> with his, his – I mean, I, I don't know what I was watching. Uh, so you say he couldn't pull the ball and, and get a 10-yard carry? So that's basically where you're really going with it? I mean, he tried, but he got like – he ran for his life and he got a yard. Uh, uh, so Dorian, the guy, uh, the UCLA quarterback, Dorian Thomas Thompson Robinson. Yeah, exactly. He looked, really he looked pretty good at the combine, but it's he looked good at the combine. Look at his tape. I mean, it's good. You like you, you like him. Uh, I think it's going to be rising up a little bit in, when uh, come draft time. He seems like uh, a quarterback that I'm going to fall in love with. Towards oh the yeah, but yeah, you, you will. But you watch him play at UCLA. You basically watch Jalen Hurts operate in, in in an Eagles type offense. It's so much reading the quarterback reading what the defense is giving them. So you don't you think they're not going to sign a veteran? I, I yeah I, yeah. What I'm saying is if they go if they don't get a guy in the draft, there are guys like Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, who I think would be like could be coached up to to run the same kind of offense that the Eagles have been running here. And Jacoby Brissett would be a he's going to be a little bit more expensive. He did he did a good job with the uh, with the Browns um, before uh, before. He, I mean, he did better than Deshaun uh, the uh, Deshaun Watson did. Uh, a lot better, and like he's been, he's been fine. He had and he has the connections to Nick Sirianni going back with the Colts. So I mean, he was he would make a ton of se- uh, sense as as the backup there. I think he's just going to get paid too much money. Do you know, probably Jacoby Brissett ranked twelfth in EPA per play out of all quarterbacks. That's crazy. Game. He was extremely efficient in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson thirty second, by the way, just just to throw that out there. Um, but I I think they're going to be out of the Jacoby Brissett sweepstakes. I think he's going to have a chance to start somewhere. I have two names here. You might not like them. Marcus Mariota is one. I don't love Mariota as a potential fit. Like, I, I'm fine with it. I think he'd be a fine backup. But, like. He lost games with the Falcons. Like, he, yeah, was, exactly. he was the worst player on the Falcons. Offense. I do think he could be an above average backup. Maybe, like, a little higher than above average. Like, top seven backup quarterback. But that's like, saying something. Um, if he could go in as a backup and do what he did with the Raiders in that one game when he where he started for Derek Carr, holy shit, he played well that game. One to keep an eye on is Sam Darnold. Oh God, <laughs> I don't mind a Sam Darnold. I think he'd be a fine reclamation project to bring him in. Reclamation project, I think, is the right word for it. Yeah, like a guy that you could come in and like, like fix up. You know, he's still young. He's he's still really young in my I think right. Like he is. Sam Darnold's only yeah. 25 years old still. He's I think he's better than kind of the the fans and, and the media give him. So I think Sam Darnold's definitely a dude I would keep an eye on. I, I don't think it's I don't know if it's gonna happen, but those are the two kind of back quarterbacks that cut my eye. I don't know about Teddy Bridgewater. He's so injury prone, he's so feeble. I don't know. I don't think they can rely on him. Um, like I don't there's not really a lot of other backup quarterbacks that kind of catch my eye. Like Taylor Heineke, Jeff Driscoll, if they want to get in that oh. market, but I think you're in the lower tier you there. Don't. Yeah, so uh, J- uh, Sam Darnold and uh, Marcus Merritt are the two guys that kind of caught my eye. I do think there's a very high chance that they do draft one in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, though. me too. Yeah, I think that's also why they're going to be waiting out uh, the free agency period until after the draft. All right, man. That was great. Fucking an hour and three minutes, baby. That was awesome. Boom. Nail free agency. Done. Is there, okay, is there anything else? Should we close this up with maybe what we expect to happen over the next couple of weeks? How this is going to go? What What are you thinking is going to the most likely outcome 
how, how the Eagles team's going to look, I guess, in two weeks. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be signed. Okay. I think that's going to be the big thing. Other than that, I don't think we're going to be hearing a lot other than a one Eagle, former Eagle, one after the other being signed to other teams. I have a funny feeling they're going to make some sort of trade for a veteran at a position like cornerback, maybe wide receiver. I, I don't know exactly where in using those feature picks in next year's draft to acquire someone. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next two weeks, but something to keep an eye on this offseason. Let's remember, A.J. Brown was not on the roster till the draft. Um, C.J. Gardner Johnson was not on the roster till the draft. After the draft, James Bradbury was not on the roster till after the draft. So I know I did say two weeks here, but just as, in, as a whole in the offseason, I think Kai Rosen is going to be very active in the trade market because they, like we said at the beginning, they're going to have potentially four extra draft picks to work with next year. They also yep. have the Saints' second-round draft pick in 2024. Hallelujah, New Orleans Saints. Thanks for that. So I, I think they're Kai Rosen – nine, nine draft picks next year within the first four rounds. So, so like, why not use that ammo, right? Like, I, I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't know exactly the players. I haven't dove into that yet, but – Jeffy, just keep an eye on that over the next couple of weeks and the whole entire offseason. So let's All just right. say Sam Alu, Charles Garner Johnson, uh, Javon Hargrave, and James Bradbury. Those four guys could probably get you two thirds and two fourth round picks, being a little bit pessimistic uh, in comp picks. And like I still think they're going to sign a big named free agent. So I, I'm not like a big, somewhat of a big ticket. Like the two guys I mentioned, Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, uh, Cameron Sutton, someone like that. I think is 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 a potential possibility. So they could always like Miles Sanders. Did you mention? Did you say Miles Sanders? No, I don't think he's going to make much more than what is going to be amounting to a sixth or fifth round comp pick. Okay. Well, but gonna... he's going to cancel out. Like Eagles can sign somebody, they'll cancel out Miles Sanders. Yeah. Then. But uh, yeah, like I think how he's going to be used, he's going to tap into that vault of draft picks for next year, and he's going to be sure. that they're going to ha- they're going to have to fill holes somewhere. You're not going to be able to fill all the holes in the draft in free agency. They're going to have to look at the trade market, and they did last year, right? Like CJ Gardner Johnson and AJ Brown were massive contributors for this team last year, and they were acquired by trade. So, but anyways, offseason is in full swing. Thomas and I will be back maybe some point next week. Um, I am going on a snowboarding holiday. Oh, so, hell yeah. uh, two weeks going? probably. Where are you going? I'm going to Italy. Can I say? Fuck yeah. The Gabagool. <laughs> I'm going to be... There's probably, probably not going to be any snow at this time. So I'm just going to be sitting there drinking red wine and, cab- and cappuccinos. Have you been to Italy before? Oh, yeah. Nice. Multiple times. Love the country place. I've never been to. Okay. Whenever there's a country who has a law for how much espresso can cost, I'm there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, enjoy your snowboarding trip. We'll be in touch and we'll get you back. I have to talk to you when you get back. But make sure to like, subscribe, anything you can for the podcast. So I appreciate it. Make sure to check out sponsor BetterHelp. A couple more sponsors coming uh, my way that I'm really looking forward to announcing over the next couple of weeks. But make sure, again, like, subscribe, anything you can do to help with the podcast. Make sure to tune into our my episodes that I've been doing for the uh, offseason outlook series of all divisions. They've been really good. Two more divisions coming your way after this episode. But we will talk to you later.